Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. A listener asks, how do I know if I'm filling my needs or if I'm being needy? This is a great question, and it's something that I get all the time. Well, I think if you're asking this question, then chances are you fall into the uh, category of many who probably don't know what your needs are, and you probably have difficulty asking or um, you've never really asked for your needs, right? Maybe you grew up fulfilling other people's needs. That was the uh, tracks that, that were laid. And so um, asking for needs is just, it's not something you're used to. You don't know how to do it. You haven't had any practice. And also you're hyper fearful of appearing needy. So I'm not saying everyone's like this, but um, I find that uh, if you're asking this question, if you're wondering uh, if these are really my needs or am I being needy, chances are you fall into this bucket. Now, let's start with what your needs are. I mean, of course, it's different for everyone. I kind of see needs like the the uh, levers on an equalizer. You know, you got your your bass and your treble and tone and 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 everyone. Every, everyone's pitch is, and sound is going to be different to their preference, right? And also, it changes uh, depending on how old you are and what you're going through and who you are, right? Like, my needs today are very different than, say, my needs in my, my 20s. So a good way to break down needs um, is you have your physical need. That is your need to move. Your need to be physical. Um, for me, I fulfill that need by attending fitness classes, uh, going on hikes. That's not true. I just totally lied. I, <laughs> I, I go on a hike once a year, and I live right across the street from an epic hiking trail. Um, I just said that because... I don't know. I, I just because it's it it was an easy answer and it's cool. It's cool to go on hikes. I do not go on hikes. <laughs> I, I take CrossFit classes. I lift weights. Um, but even something like riding my motorcycle, which I do, I I would categorize that under a physical need, right? And then your mental need, the need to uh, f- feed your brain, the 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 need to because our brains need to be fed, you know, and so. Especially today, where information is endless, uh, I'm feeding my brain through a lot of podcasts. Um, maybe you are as well. Obviously, if you're listening to this, uh, I put on my earpods and I go for long walks. There's a way that you can kill uh, two birds. You know, like going on a walk would, can be a physical need, fulfilling a physical need, and then also uh, taking in content, listening to a podcast, watching a TED talk, whatever. Those are also uh, mental needs feeding your brain then you have your emotional need and we get our emotional needs filled by safe spaces created by our partner if you're single your maybe your friends 
obviously your therapist, um, anyone who can not make it about them and make it about you, anyone who can um, not tell you how to live your life, but support and champion and meet you where you're at, right? Accept you and your truth. And, and, and people who actually ask you how they can be helpful or supportive, those are always, um, I think, the people with the most capacity, the most capacity, uh, the most capacity. So uh, those are ways to fulfill your emotional need. Also, um, like journaling, you know, me doing this podcast in a strange way fulfills my emotional need. Uh, part of this podcast is documentation. And uh, just because I've been writing for so long, it's been refreshing just to talk into a microphone. And what I'm doing is, uh, uh, yes, I'm hopefully giving some value by uh, doing podcasts like, <laughs> like, like this where I'm answering questions. But also, I feel like the, the, documentating, the documentating my story um, is therapeutic. It definitely fulfills some kind of emotional need. Um, a purging, a reflecting, uh, there's power in the announcement. So just, you know, talking out loud, even though it's to myself mostly, that uh, is it's super helpful. It's, it's very therapeutic for me. I mean, it's equivalent to like journaling, I think. Um, but if you're um, a journal journaler, then that's, a, that's obviously a fulfilling an emotional need. Then we have uh, a sexual need. We're sexual beings, so... This doesn't just mean sex. This this can be um, the need to feel sexy, right? So throwing away uh, underwear that doesn't make you feel sexy, <laughs> buying something that makes you feel good, right? Or um, if it's not clothes, uh, maybe it's a, a fragrance, maybe you got your hair done, or maybe you now get your nails done, whatever it is, uh, things that make you feel sexy, that is a need. It's not extra. Our spiritual need, anything that feeds your connection to something greater than you. And this doesn't have to be uh, a religion. This doesn't have to be going to church on Sundays, although it could, obviously. But how are you, how are you fulfilling your spiritual need? Um, I have a friend who says he meets God in the water. He's a surfer. And so in, in that example, he's fulfilling his spiritual need uh, by surfing. And he's also fulfilling his physical need, right? Then uh, we have our creative need. And I made this up because, or I put it in here because uh, I'm a huge believer that uh, giving ourselves a creative space should not be extra. It's a part of who we are and how we thrive and become. And so, like, if I didn't give myself creative space, I, I would I would straight up go into a depression. I, w I would just, I mean, maybe not overnight, but if, if that part of my life was taken from me where I wasn't able to play my sandbox and be creative, um, I mean, the amount of joy that that brings me, uh, it, I, would, I, would, I would be very great out, let's say. Your financial need, um, obviously, because we got to pay rent and, you know, put clothes on our back and all pay the bills. So your need to um, have your finances in order. And this doesn't mean to be a billionaire. This doesn't mean, I mean, you define what that looks like for you, right? But for many or for most of us, 
Um, if we are in tremendous amount of financial debt, there is instant anxiety. We are not, uh, we're definitely not, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on your, your tools, but uh, that can create a lot of anxiety and, 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 and push you into quicksand, right? It could directly impact your quality of life. So your need to not have financial stress. And again, this doesn't mean that you have to be rich, but uh, your need to take care of your finances, whatever that looks like for you, so it's not causing you constant anxiety. All right, let me recap, because I think I did all the needs. Your physical need, your emotional need, your mental need, your spiritual need, your sexual need, your financial need, your, your creative need. I think I covered all of them. It's... Uh, and of course, you could have more needs. I just feel like this is a very primary colors way to throw a blanket to see if you are fulfilling your needs. You could, on a piece of paper, write those down and ask yourself today, not yesterday or not how you will, but today, how are you fulfilling these needs? And it doesn't have to be like, you know, there has to be seven things in each each column it, it like like the equalizer example it can just be um whatever works for you and of course a lot of it will overlap you know like for me fitness is a big part of my life i do it daily almost um take rest days of course but that fulfills my physical need it fulfills my i mean i would say it, it fulfills my mental need even though it's not information it, it clears my mind um and there's sometimes almost like I go to a spiritual place, right? So like if you run, if you run and uh or swim or bike, you know, uh you could definitely get to a spiritual place by doing something physical. It could also be like uh salsa dancing, right? Or it could be um I don't know. The the creative space can also be a conduit into something spiritual. I mean, a lot of times hitting flow states when I'm writing or, or you know, whatever you do, making pottery, creating art, uh, you lose track of time. And, I mean, that could also overlap into kind of a, a, a spiritual experience. Okay. Now, that being said, you're probably thinking, the person that, that, answered, that asked me this question, like, uh, I wasn't talking about any of that, John. I was talking about relationships. <laughs> In your relationships, what needs do you have? Well, I can tell you mine, and I, I think everyone's um, will overlap, but also be different. And uh, the order of the, those needs are different, right? So for me, um, I have a need in relationships to have a safe space. That means that um, my partner, friend, whoever uh, has to ha have the ability. And it's not just their job; it's mine as well, because I have to create a safe space for for them. Um, but the, the space is safe, that the trust is built, that, you know, I am able to be vulnerable, right? That's, that's a need, right? Um, I also have a need that my partner or anyone I'm in, I'm in a relationship with, even friendships, that they, they communicate with me, that they do life with me, uh, not around me. And so, and I know that's hard for many people, but that, that is a need of mine, um, I don't want to invest in this relationship if you don't talk to me, if you don't tell me how you feel. And I'm not just talking about you don't talk to me in, you know, the logistics and 
you know, groceries and what you want for dinner. I'm talking about your inner journey. You've got to share that with me. That is a need. Um, that is a need that, <laughs> a need that I have. And I will share mine with you, you know. I think another need that I have is uh, we are both on a path. Now, this need is different with friendships than it is with who I choose to love. But uh, who I choose to love, we got to be on a path of um, doing something greater than ourselves. There is a, I think, a spiritual connection in that. Um, two people who invest in a relationship love each other and are also doing things, and they don't have to be doing the same things, but doing things um, where, where it, it's bigger than the, the, them, right? It's it's bigger than them. And that, um, it's a need of mine. And I know one can argue, well, now, you, now it sounds like you're just spitting out a lot of preferences. And uh, in a relationship, um, I know some people believe that in a relationship you shouldn't have any needs. I don't believe in that. I, I, I really don't. I, I get what they're trying to say, and I think it feels like something that people say because it's like like a logical thing to say, and it makes sense, and it's it's definitely turned into a uh, bumper sticker, you know, um, something that's been passed around, and everyone's kind of championing like we're our own person. We don't need it. We don't need you know. We don't. We shouldn't need anything from anyone. And I, I get the idea of that. Right, I get the theory. Um, I don't agree with that as a practice because we are, as human beings, we do need each other. We're tribal creatures. We're not like independent beings. We 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 have a um, no. We shouldn't be codependent. We we do. We should be interdependent. But we are dependent. I mean, from the day that we're born, we're we're dependent on our mother than parents and, you know, safe spaces. And it's in those spaces that we thrive, right? So as an adult, uh, you got to create that for yourself. And that means that you're going to have needs. You do need your uh, boyfriend to call you back if you, if you call or text, right? Maybe not right away, but uh, that is required. You do need, if you're in a monogamous relationship, uh, people to be faithful, right? That's required. So communication, um, vulnerability is a need. Uh, Speaking the language, uh, as I say, meaning um, talking about deeper things, uh, not just, you know, what's on Netflix or what to have for dinner. That is a need. I know people who, without that part, the relationship falls apart, right? I also, for me, I need uh, sexual chemistry. I I can't, I mean, I can, but I, I wouldn't want to invest in a relationship where um, there, there's no, like, sexual attraction or chemistry. Now, of course, it fluctuates. Of course, you know, uh, it goes up and down, and it changes, and in the beginning, there's a honeymoon phase, and there's an evolution, I get it. But it's also something that you, you have to work on. It's also something that doesn't just uh, roll on its own, you know? You have to put effort into it. You have to switch stuff up. And again, without the communication, that can fall apart. And I think that's why communication for me is such a need. People uh, sharing th- their inner journey with uh, each other. And then I need my own space. I need to do my own thing. 
I need to um, now. I I don't need someone to uh, agree with what I do. I don't need someone to like something as much as me. Um, but I need someone to support, champion, and 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 be a cheerleader. You know, um, in in what I do. I need to feel desired. I need to feel seen. I need to feel heard. So, here these are some of the basic needs, um, at least for me, and what comes to my mind. And um, chances are they're probably uh, similar to a lot of the needs that you have. Now, how do you know if you're needy? Well, I think you have to really kind of gauge your partner and yourself. You have to gauge your partner as well as yourself. And I say both because if you're just looking at your partner and if your partner is uh, feeling claustrophobic and feeling that you're being needy your partner may be uh, speaking truth or maybe exaggerating or maybe not speaking truth right so like it's tricky right so that but you do have to take in consideration um, your partner's actions words behavior to reflect your neediness and at the same time you have to check in with yourself you know and ask yourself am i being needy or are these needs legit and I think the answer comes in a journey. It doesn't come in just uh, um, checking off boxes. I think it's um, a lot of process processing to getting to, okay, am I being needy? Am I not being needy? And you know what? It may be like some days that you are. And, there, and then the question would be why? Why are you on some days? Or if something happens, you're more needy, you know? Or, or, um, and then on other days, you're not. And so I don't think it's like this black and white answer. I think it's a lot of pedaling the bike, a lot of uh, investigation, a lot of exploring, which is the point. I mean, it's the whole point of um, us learning about ourselves because that's not a constant and we're always learning. So gauge your partner, communicate with your partner, ask your partner uh, if he or she, they feel that you are being needy. And if so, um, explain. And, and you're not asking them in a uh, loaded way you are asking them in a curious kind way right in a way that uh, says that I want to work on this and then your parent your, your parent and then uh, your partner may um, say uh, hopefully kindly that you know th th this is these are some of the places where yeah I kind of feel like you're you know I feel this way and then instead of being defensive look at it and after looking at it, you may agree and, or you may not agree, right? But I think it's important that you actually look at it. And then drop into yourself and ask yourself, where in my life am I being needy? Oh, I'm being needy with this person. I text this person constantly needing advice or reassurance. Okay, I feel like I'm being needy here with my mom. I feel like I'm, you know, and then challenge yourself to be less needy. Challenge yourself to reparent, to re-soothe yourself whether that means to go on a walk or go work out or just meditate a lot of times stillness is the answer a lot of times just sitting still meditating and allowing the anxiety to come up and instead of reacting to it allowing it to uh, go down right like like a like a wave coming and going and then you calm yourself and you realize, oh, I didn't need that. I didn't need 
the person to text me back right away. I didn't need, you know, whatever it is, that Big Mac. <laughs> That's me. I didn't need um, the call. I didn't need the uh, validation. I didn't need whatever, right? You sit through it. Or maybe after sitting through it, you realize, you know what? I do need this. I do need him to call me back and let me know um, where he's at. That's something I feel that I need. I feel like I deserve that. That's coming from my truth, right? So I think that's how you navigate it. Um, and I hope I didn't confuse you more. But uh, I think that's how you navigate needs. Uh, it's it's uh, part um, assessing and asking and uh, taking in what you're getting from your partner. And part uh, checking in with yourself, right? Thank you for listening. Be well. Um, oh, I have a. Uh, I just did a redesign your life from the inside out. It's a. It's a video course, and it's uh, six lessons. And these lessons are what I did, and I didn't know that there were going to be lessons or a book. Um, they're things that I used during my divorce recovery, and I just focused on these six things. And um, I swear to you, it changed my life. Um, there are things that uh, start from the inside and that work outward. They're practices, daily practices. And it equaled me, I mean, speaking of needs, it equaled me connecting to myself and building myself a safer connect, uh, container, what I call a container life space. And that uh, produced growth organically. And then things started lining up. And I really believe that it was um, because of these practices, these theories. And I was—I didn't know until I looked back, connected dots, and of course, um, then it became a book. And also, I, I help people with these uh, techniques. So they'll also help you uh, help other people, like your friends and stuff, if you want to have conversations using these lessons as doors into those conversations. Okay. To get that, just uh, click on my uh, bio link on my Instagram at The Angry Therapist. It's called Redesign Your Life. It's a good time, especially with the new year. And also, if you get that, you get all the courses and access to my private communities. I'm sorry this ad's so long, <laughs> but uh, I got so much to say. Um, private communities, forums, chats, li chats live groups. Uh, it's awesome. There's a lot of us in there um, rebuilding ourselves through others. Okay, be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J R N I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive.